It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Today's Locked On Reds podcast is brought to you by OhioVersEveryone.com. OhioVersEveryone is a brand new website that just launched at the beginning of August, and they've got all of your Ohio sports and pop culture content that you'd ever want to see. Talk about all the Cleveland teams, all the Cincinnati teams, more importantly, like the Reds and the Bengals. They've also got Browns and Indians if you really want to check that stuff out too, but They've got a great article right now up there about the last time the Reds were really good. Looking back at how the Reds have been since 2012. Really good article up there. Check that out. That's OhioVersEveryone.com. They cover all things Ohio sports and pop culture, so you know you're getting the best content about exactly what you want to read. Ohio vs. Everyone. The brand new website for your Ohio sports and pop culture content. Ohio versus everyone.com. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As the 2020 season rages on, the Locked On Reds podcast will be here each and every day to detail each win, each loss, and every transaction as the Reds look to move toward a playoff berth. My name is Jeff Carr. Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Hey, how you doing? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. So glad you joined me today. On today's show, we're going to talk about that doubleheader that the Reds just played on Friday. And they split. Yeah, I know. They didn't sweep it. We all wanted them to sweep it. They didn't quite make it there. And But before we get into all that, we're going to talk about Moose. I've got some thoughts on him. Some things that I was seeing on Twitter. And I looked into his stat cast numbers a couple of I... Uh, eye-opening statistics that I saw there as well, and then we'll preview the rest of the weekend at PNC Park. But before we get to all of that, make sure that you're subscribed on whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. That way you don't miss any episodes any days of the week. Also, follow me on Twitter, at Jeff Carr with three Fs, and follow the show at Locked On Reds. And save that Lockdown Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. We'll have a Jeff's Junk Mail segment this next week. It's going to be either Tuesday or Wednesday on the podcast. So make sure you get your questions, your reactions, your comments, all that you've got in. I've already got a couple of things in there that I'm working on that we're going to have a nice little chat about. But let's jump in. Let's talk for a minute about Moose. I'm talking about, of course, Mike Moustakis. Everybody knows him as Moose, though, because Moustakis is a long name. He has had a bit of a struggle to begin this 2020 and begin his Reds tenure. And 
I was starting to wonder about him. And it was funny because people were tweeting about him this morning or yesterday morning before the doubleheader even began. And then he went out and he had a nice day. He got three hits. He was actually triple S shy from the cycle. Now that's not really the case because it was across both games. He came in as a pinch hitter in the first game and actually hit a double from off the bench. And then in game two had a single and a home run as well. So overall, a pretty good day for him. But beforehand, I was really kind of wondering because I thought we were going to see a little bit more of the offensive stability from him. Now, part of it, I know, is from the injuries and the inconsistent playing time. But I also dug a little deeper. I went on to our favorite website of Baseball Savant and good old StatCast to try and get a little bit more information on our man Moose. Now, the first thing that will pop out to you that really kind of shows as a huge negative is his strikeout percentage is way up based on his career, based on last year, even based above like major league average and all that stuff. It's up to 27%. That's over 10% higher than it was last season for Moose. So that's number one. The first thing that you're going to be like, okay, that's something that definitely is different. His walk rate is up too. But with such a high strikeout percentage, that's concerning. Then you look at the pitch breakdown. He's seen a lot more breaking balls this season, over 10% more. It's up to 37% of the time. And when he sees those type of pitches, he struggles. His batting average, at least coming into Friday, was 040. That's .040. I think he's only got like one hit on breaking balls all the year long. So he saw quite a few steady, quite a few of those, even just on Friday, I noticed there was a at-bat in the sixth inning of game two that of the seven pitches that he saw, five of them were breaking balls. Now, he did get a single off that, so you'll see that batting average tick up a little bit. But overall, that's a pitch that he has seen quite a bit of this season and something that he's got to improve on moving forward. Because make no mistake about it, Moose is a leader on this team. And early on in the season, we saw that when he was in the lineup, the lineup went. The lineup got hits. They got runs, and it just kind of worked as a cohesive unit. He's going to be a leader on this team moving forward. The Reds got him for another three seasons after this because of a four-year, $64 million deal. So he's absolutely got to get right. I saw some folks like calling for benching, and maybe they should get him out of the lineup a little bit more often, maybe platoon him. They're not going to platoon him. Maybe every so often they'll play a matchup with Kyle Farmer and stuff like that. That's kind of what they did in game one, playing the righty-lefty matchup. But even Kyle Farmer kind of went 0 for 3. I think Moose is a guy, you got to go, you know, hell or high water, have him in the lineup, have him batting fourth, have him batting fifth right around that point. Now that he's kind of getting right a little bit, hopefully these last two games, the three-hit day on Friday across both games, is going to be kind of a get-right moment for him. And he's going to carry this on for the rest of this shortened season. There's not too many games left. It's something that the Reds really got to pick up on these last two days of the weekend on Saturday and on Sunday. We'll get into that here in just a few minutes, though, as well, when we take a look at Saturday and Sunday's game. But overall happy to see the day that Moose put together.
And when it comes to owning your own business, you want to put together a good team. That's where Indeed.com comes in. Indeed is the best resource for hiring on the market today. Check them out on Indeed.com slash MLB. You'll get $75 in free credit for your next job hiring ad. And when it comes to what they've got to offer, they bring together all of the best resumes for you and they weed out the ones that don't fit. So that way you get your best possible candidate right in front of you. Indeed's the best resource for hiring because they give you full control, whether it be through the hiring ad itself or financially, you only pay for exactly what you need. Check out my offer for you today and your business on indeed.com slash locked on MLB. It's the best offer that they have to give and that I have to give for you with indeed because they give you $75 for your next job ad. That's indeed.com slash locked on MLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. Also, one more offer for you. Check out the Postmates app. Download Postmates and enter the promo code locked on for free delivery for your first seven days of up to $100. You've got no order minimum, and you've got at your disposal all of the great restaurants that are out there. Think about your favorite sandwich shop. They can deliver to you. Think about your favorite place to get maybe a steak or something. They'll deliver it to you as well. Outback, Jersey Mike's, Potbelly Sandwich Shop, Taco Bell, McDonald's, fast food, whatever you want. Postmates is going to bring it right to your door. That way you don't have to get out while we're all trying to stay safe in place during this pandemic. And also they've got these great convenience store trips that they can make and bring you a couple of items that you might need. Check them out. The Postmates app with the promo code locked on for free delivery for your first seven days of up to a hundred dollars with no order minimum. That's Postmates and promo code L O C K E D O N. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Friday was a little bit annoying because they won the first game and then lost the second game. And the way that they lost the second game is the most frustrating part. Now, we're going to get into that here in just a minute, but I want to start with the good news. Let's start with game one, because game one, the Reds played pretty well. They ended up winning 4-2, and they had a nice all-around performance. Luis Castillo with six innings, seven hits allowed. He did allow two earned runs, but he kept it down to just two walks. Everybody always says, boy, he needs to just walk less people, and he'd be a much better pitcher. Two walks is a very welcome change to what Luis Castillo typically does. And he also had eight strikeouts, a pretty nice day for him. And for those of you that really like to pay attention to win-loss records, he gets his first win of the season, you know, whatever, one and five. And then on the offensive side of things, you had four guys register RBIs which was pretty nice. I mean, Jose Garcia had an RBI single. You look at Jesse Winker getting another RBI, Nick Castellanos with a home run, and a Eugenio Suarez with a sack fly. All-around good performance for the Reds. And Joey Votto increased his hit streak to seven games. He actually led off the game with a hit. Or, no, sorry. He led off the game with a walk, which solidified even more of his legendary status because he now becomes the second Red ever with 1,200 or more walks. The only other guy that's ever done that, Pete Rose. 
So there you go. Another reason why Joey Votto is absolutely amazing. But overall, a very nice performance for the Reds. And even Rysel Iglesias comes in and he gets the save. Pitched very nicely there in that last inning. And you're a little bit worried because he gives off a leadoff single. And then the defense kind of bungles a double play as Joey Votto gets overthrown at first base. But they were able to get out of that and Rysel got the save. So very nice first game for the Reds' nice first win, and you felt like that was just going to set the tone for the rest of the weekend. Hey. So game two saw the Reds score three runs on two home runs, one of them by Eugenio Suarez of the two-run variety and Moose with his solo home run that tied the game in the fourth inning. But let's be honest, the game, the loss, was about that fourth inning in the top of the fourth inning whenever the play was made at first base it was a ground ball off the bat of Colin Moran that went into the shift they had the shift where Jose Garcia was kind of playing in shallow right field as the ball left Colin Moran's bat Joey Votto thought he could get to it so his first move was actually toward the ball that was a little bit errant because Jose Garcia was always going to pick that ball up and he was always going to grab that easily. So now Joey's got to use extra effort to change his direction and get back to first base and get set for the throw. And it's interesting because Mark Sheldon writes in his game recap that he felt like Joey had enough time to do that. I don't, but that doesn't excuse him for what happened because his first step completely derailed the entire play because now Jose Garcia lobs it to him But because it's just a wee bit off, it's just kind of where you would think Joey would step to stretch, but Joey's still getting set. And then whenever Joey steps, he actually steps kind of away from the ball, still manages to reach it with the tip of his glove, but he's not able to catch it. And that kind of set the rest of the inning off as the next guy follows with a single and because Brian Goodwin, I don't know exactly how to explain what he did. He tried to slide and field it very uh, athletically or something. I'm not sure what the word is there, and I'm not sure exactly what he was trying to do. But because he did that, and he tripped trying to do that, that pushed runners all the way over and just absolutely blew the inning wide open. Three unearned runs across the plate. So then Trevor Bauer comes into the dugout and is absolutely laying into somebody. His his ire is directed at someone. The camera doesn't really show us who, though, because we don't have a great vantage point. But he's mad. And I'm with him. If I'm a pitcher and I'm making the pitches, and he was doing pretty well up to that point, you get that out. Joey gets that out at first base. That inning doesn't happen. The Reds cruise to an easy victory. Because of the way that that error went down, and then there was a pass ball later on, which actually I think it was a wild pitch that Trevor Bauer threw that kind of sealed the, or, you know, put the cap on the three runs in that top of the fourth inning for the Pirates. But the fact that that all happened, it kind of put a pall on the day. It kind of got everybody back into a bad mood. These Reds are so fantastic at taking good vibes, at taking feelings that we got the team that we're looking for, we're hoping for better results now, and all of a sudden, no, there's still something. This is another game we can add onto that list of games 
that when we look back at the end of the season, if the season does not end the way we want it to, if they don't make the postseason, there's a long list of games that we can look back on and be like, well, this was why. These games were why. And this game is going maybe right to the top of the list because that was just an unexcusable loss for the Reds because of the fielding. I mean, you can break down little things here and there from that. Trevor Bauer on the whole pitch pretty good. Six innings, six hits allowed, two walks allowed, seven strikeouts. Lucas Sims comes in, pitches a perfect inning with two strikeouts. You can't blame the bullpen. You blame the fielding on this one. And it's just unfortunate that we're looking at this situation now. It's like, okay, we got Joey at first base. Maybe we should look at DHing him more. I, I, I don't know, but it just... It's something that kind of gnaws at me when I look at this because it doesn't seem like Joey is going to be any better and probably will be worse in the field moving forward. And that's definitely something that the Reds have to consider. That's really been a storyline that we have monitored for the last couple of years and will continue to monitor as time progresses on. But Let's look at these next two games, Saturday and Sunday. Saturday's got Anthony DiSclafani on the mound going up against Trevor Williams. Disco, I was looking at his numbers career against the Pirates. Believe it or not, he's not very good against them. 5.35 ERA and 72 and a third innings pitched during his career against the Pirates. That's actually the worst of any divisional opponent for Anthony DiSclafani. And then you kind of dig, dig dig a little bit deeper at PNC Park in 38 career innings pitched. He has a 4.26 ERA. He actually has a better ERA and obviously a much smaller sample size, like one-tenth sample size. But he has a smaller ERA at PNC Park than he does at Great American Ballpark. So that, that's something I guess you could probably look at there. And he's definitely looking for a bounce back. I mean, you talk about a hot start to the year and then all of a sudden turning it on its head. Disco's last couple of starts have been, eh, well, okay, eh, not that great. The last start, obviously, it was a blow up. He was all over the place, walking people, giving up hits. He gave up seven earned runs to the Cardinals in three and two thirds innings. The start before that was okay on the 21st, four and a third of two earned runs allowed. But then you go back to August 13th. He actually pitched against the Pirates and in two innings gave up nine earned runs. We definitely do not want to see that tonight because here's the thing. The Reds have to win these next two games. There's no way, and as much as I love to be a good vibes kind of guy, there's no way we come out of this weekend splitting, or God forbid, going one and three in these four games, but splitting these four games and feeling good about the Reds' chances moving forward. They got to win Saturday. They got to win Sunday. Hopefully, we'll be talking about that on Monday. Sunday's pitcher right now is TBD. So, TBD, you know, he's going to be on the mound for the Reds on Sunday going up against Chad Cool. And we'll see how that all goes down for the Red Legs. Hopefully. They can get these next two wins. And shout out to Scott Campbell on Twitter. He he was talking about, he's like, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of the, maybe they'll be better. I'm tired of this. I want to see my team dominate. I want to see my team get out on the field and play like they are the best team on the field. I'm with you, Scott. I, I, I feel like they've got the talent to do that. And I keep saying that. And I'm hoping we're going to see it here soon. But it's just hope at this point. Yeah, we'll see exactly how they put it all together. There's not many games left here. They've 
and, and it's funny because there's even a quote from Mark Sheldon. Actually, well, I mean, a quote from David Bell that Mark Sheldon put into his recap. And it was something that he said, and he's, I, I don't know. I, I think David Bell is even starting to get realistic with this because what's he always said, at least here recently, whenever everyone's super frustrated with the way that the Reds have played, he's just like, we, we trust our guys. We, we're, we love these guys. We trust them to turn it around and to get better. Now, this is the quote that he said after the Reds' loss in Game 2. He said, we're already thinking about tomorrow. There's no time to waste, no time to linger. You give everything you have. You want to win each and every game. There's just simply no time to dwell. And that's David Bell telling you that uh, he gets it. He understands it. Hopefully that translates to wins. We'll see what happens here today. Disco on the mound up against Trevor Williams. Game time at 7.05. And they're going to play nine innings this time since it's just one game. How about that? Nine-inning baseball. Novel idea in 2020. Anyway, that'll do it for us here today. Thank you so much for listening this whole week on the Lockdown Reds podcast. Make sure you're subscribed. That way you don't miss any episodes moving forward. And next week, hopefully Monday, we'll be talking about a winning weekend. And we've got much more coming for you on the Lockdown Reds podcast. But now tell your smart device to play Lockdown MLB. And I will talk to all of you on Monday. Let's go, Rex. Hey. hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.